0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Hey boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation, the podcast series that's dedicated to lesser known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, the fabulous, see I didn't say illustrious that time, so fuck you, and right across we from say me. say
1: fabulous, illustrious, and I think awesome or something like that, I can't fine. remember. Fine, how about
0: this? I am your host, the Honorable Scott Alexander. And right across from me is all one The only, the dishonorable Tammy Underwood Say hi, Tam
1: Hi, everybody she kept... I am loved by the masses
0: yeah, Okay, by, by the asses, maybe <laughs> You added one too many letters in there That's a consonant that you need to drop <laughs> Your word starts with a vowel Fuck you When you go to the bathroom, do you have a vowel movement?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dropping bombs Like the Nazis, (laughs) like I think my family is.
0: Okay, Adolf Tammy.
1: (laughs) Anyways, I am presenting again today, and this one is actually, even though it can, it includes a specific crime. Um, actually two, but it also um kind of follows along like your brain injury one, because this one actually like Bobby Long. No, the injury, the episode you did on traumatic brain injuries. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, we actually, I'm actually going to get into some um, nature, versus, nature versus nurture aspects. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And studies that have been done. Um, this is actually a tale of the Spahalski brothers who were twins. Identical Twins.
0: You know, that sounds like a sandwich. Spahalski. Yeah. I, I think so yeah, so. like
1: you'd walk into a like an Italian sandwich shop and go, or you know, Gerardo's or whatever in Beaverton, <coughs> and go, "Can I get a Spahalski on Parmesan, please?"
0: Yeah, well, I want a little bit of Parmesan on there. Can I get that with a little bit, a little bit of garlic bread? That'd be pretty good. You know, nothing from the frange, but. Uh, and
1: later, I will. You know, will You'll want to know why we should heat it up. <laughs> Never mind. I'll that continue. That doesn't
0: sound right. You know, at a all. hot
1: sandwich. Meat. Eat a meat. I realized as I was saying it that I shouldn't have. <laughs> But it had already so been many, too late.
0: So many fucking jokes. They're rushing out of me <laughs> you all know at the once. The
1: sad part is is I've never really had to have a filter until I met you, and now I have to have one because <laughs> I hear it.
0: I damn near had an aneurysm because so many jokes were trying to come out all at once. Like my <laughs> Your brain head exploded, huh? My brain actually stopped and what we need a single file, please. Single file.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Oh my god. All right. So tell me about the twin sandwiches.
1: The twin sandwiches you've had one of those before haven't you
0: I have banged twins oh yeah
1: yeah you want to do Siamese next so if you're a Siamese twin that's if you what think I was telling Jake. cute
0: I told Jake my or the, even
1: if you don't think he's cute
0: <laughs> the only the only thing left on my bu- on my bucket list is a Siamese twin that's it that's on your
1: sexual bucket list that's done
0: I've <laughs> done just about everything in the world you could imagine see
1: but I want mine includes having sex on the 50 yard lane line on The Dallas Stadium on the star.
0: You know it won't get him a higher rating than that one star, right? No,
1: but I would like it to be with Emmett Smith or um, Jason Witten, but I'll settle for whoever. I don't care.
0: Whatever those things are.
1: They are amazing football players. Whatever. You can tell you're not into sports because everybody knows who fucking Emmett Smith is. Even one Dancing with the Stars. Side note.
0: It sounds familiar. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. He even did a his uh, one of those um, Who Do You Think You Are episodes where they t- do their genealogy, and oh. he was able to trace his family history back to uh, his ancestors were actual slaves that had come over from Africa. Oh, I
0: thought you said his, his family were actually playing for the Dallas Cowboys. No, it was amazing. He, has, he didn't even know that. Well, it's, and
1: it's really weird because he has the last name Smith, so it was a very common is a very common name, but he was able to trace them his family history back to plantation slaves yeah
0: Hmm. i want to point out that my family
1: probably owned him no (laughs) my family in america
0: never had slaves i
1: know my son always says your people enslaved people i said no my people came over here after you know right after world war one and there were no slaves and they were you know dutch immigrants
0: the, the greek side of my family probably did have slaves that's way back I'm, in Greece. Yeah, yeah, way back in Greece. But I'm fairly sure we owned no black slaves. Like, I don't I don't imagine any brothers running around Greece or anything like that. Go, man, this motherfucker not fair being slaving me. Run
1: around naked.
0: Could be. I'm
1: tr- it's true over there, Jake. You laugh, but it's true. <laughs> in turn. <laughs> OK, so anyways, um, I'm going to introduce this thing, you know, because I told you they're twins. So, throughout history, there have actually been many document cases uh, involving twins and murder. Uh, there are medical cases that have been have shown proof of one twin killing the other while they are still in the womb. Um, sometimes it's as a result of one twin growing quicker. And it's actually a name for it. I can't remember. I didn't look it up. Quicker than the other. And the weaker twin just can't get enough nutrients to survive. So Twin explosion? No. So, the mother tends to either miscarry or she sometimes even has to carry the other twin until the other one's born the oh, first that's fucking second brutal, one. Man. I know uh, then there are other times to- sometimes they even give birth to twins like months apart because of it, but then there Jeez. are the other times, which I think this happened to Scott when one twin is for whatever reason actually absorbs the other one in your I've heard of that one yeah.
0: Could you imagine two of me running around? That'd be awesome.
1: Hell no. I wanted <laughs> twins for a long time until my son got older and I realized I couldn't handle two of him. <laughs> Seriously. Only could have handled twins if one was the polar opposite. So then I found several documented cases where a pair of twins commits murder together, like at the same time. Together
0: again. For instance,
1: you're gonna love these names. People, I'm asking you right now, if you ever have twins, please do not name them stupidly. I mean, give them two separate names. I say that. Like, about- I wouldn't name my kids Zachariah and Jeremiah. That's far enough apart, but similar. And don't dress them alike for crying out loud, unless they're babies.
0: I say that about people who name their kids, period. Because even if you just have one of them, people give them stupid names like, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, like like, like Frank- Tammy Sue? That's one of them. <clears throat> you can tell the retarder when they're named. And that. Melissa Lynn. No, um, well, Melissa Lynn's kind of a hot name. No, I'm dude, that now.
1: is like, well, no. In Ted, Tammy Lynn is actually uh considered one of white trash name.
0: That sounds very like seriously. That's just. Hit I was head.
1: named after Tammy Wynette, so fuck off.
0: I can see somebody standing outside of their trailer going,
1: "Tammy Lynn, you come on over here,
0: yeah. wearing a wife beater." Mine was drinking Tammy a PBR. Sue. But. um yeah, I mean, people name their kid like like Frank Zappa, Moon Unit, and Dweezil Zappa, or they'll name their kid I
1: Joaquin just... and Jo. Yo- uh, Joaquin's not bad, but River Phoenix. And yeah, I had a friend in high school. I mean, in elementary school, she was named Rainbow. In her, um, she actually passed away of an aneurysm when we were in school in elementary school. But her sister's name was Star. My. Uh, That's some hippie shit right there.
0: M- my sister's half sister. Okay. Her name was Wendy, as in.
1: Didn't your brother marry her?
0: Yeah, my brother married our sister's half sister. That's some fucking. Im- I know. It Sounds, oh, like, this should, shit. Shit, sounds like this. Sounds like there should be fucking banjos and shit happening with that. And yeah. then her, her sister, Wendy's sister, her full sister that's not related to us is named Stormy. Oh my god. Yeah, Is that's that st-
1: windy and stormy. Were they conceived on those kind of nights?
0: I have no idea. I never asked Sticky Vicky oh, anything about that. I knew of somebody
1: that. who was named Stormy Tuesday. That was her full name, her first and middle name, because she was actually conceived on a stormy Tuesday night.
0: That's still retarded. disturbing, huh? That's fuck. Or how about this? My favorite, Cherry Love.
1: Dude, you love Cherry Love.
0: That story you will saw haunt her. my you dreams. You wish
1: you were on a pole right now, don't you? Or Pajama. <laughs> wow, wow. Pajama, spelled pajama. Yep.
0: I was gonna, that's the other one she says is pajama. Dude,
1: I cannot believe. I mean, I literally heard that. And the little girl was cute as fuck. But when the mom kept saying Pajama, I'm like, oh, where's that from? And she goes, well, I heard it one time. I saw it one time in a book and everything. I go, really? She goes, yeah. I said, how's it spelled? She goes, P-A-J-A-M-A. I said, that's pajama. And she goes, no, it's not. I'm going, Yeah, it is. And then she argued with me for a while. And she goes. Then she goes. Oh my God! I named my daughter after an article of clothing.
0: I would change. I, my I would, sister
1: was named after a soap opera character.
0: I just want to tell everybody. My name is PJ. What's that stand for? Oh, Peggy Jean, or something like that. You know, Phyllis uh, Jacqueline, or something. Yeah. I've never. My name is Pajama.
1: Yeah, my one. My roommate's sister. We, we always called her BJ cause it was, no, her name was Rebecca Jean <laughs> yeah, and we okay. called her. Then she went by Becca and then, um, my friend, my roommate couldn't say Becca or Rebecca when she was long younger. So they called her BJ. Well now she's older and that's what I always know. Rebecca.
0: And we know her profession now. So yeah, ahead. whatever.
1: And then as she got older, she was like, no, my name's Becca because you know, it's not appropriate for me to call be called BJ anymore. And I said, uh, dude, you will always be BJ to me. Always.
0: She always gives BJs to me.
1: I can't get a BJ. Uh-huh. Unless I'm wearing that strap on. But you said you liked it, so what shut up. What the
0: fuck is wrong with you?
1: You said you liked it.
0: Uh, gross. That's all I got to say. <laughs> is that
1: disturbing to you? A little bit. Now you know how I feel when you say stupid shit.
0: Look, I had bathroom Olympics all yesterday. So, my backside's not feeling good. And you're talking about pegging me. And now I'm. I didn't sure... say peg
1: you. I said I can't get a BJ unless All I know I'm wearing is is a strap on. I have rectal and you bleeding. Because of you. Yeah, well. You stressed that me out. That just goes to say that your mouth is in your ass. You talk oh out my your ass. God. What? Anyways, talk about your fucking twins, you anyways, asshole. So, the first set of twins was Pat, Pete and Pat Bondurant, which isn't bad. These Tennessee twins were convicted in 1991 for the 1986 brutal beating of 24-year-old Gwen Duggar. Then, this one here, Tasmia and Jasmia, or Tasmia and Jasmia, I don't know.
0: That's fucking stupid.
1: Whitehead. That was her name. (laughs) Even dumber. These deadly Georgian from Georgia, Georgia, uh pled guilty in 2014 for attacking their mother, Nikki, back in 2010. They ganged up on their mother when she complained that their behavior had gotten out of control, and it's reported that they severed her spine with a knife before they strangled her until she was unconscious. Then, when that wasn't enough for them, they drowned her in a bathtub. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. Go bigger, go home. Their mother,
1: because she said, your behavior's out of control. Well, they showed her. Yeah, that yeah.
0: that doesn't show their behaviors out of control at all. Yeah, uh, God dang, they're just sweethearts.
1: Yeah, then this one gets me, Edwin and Edward. How do you do you call them, Ed? <sighs> They, their last name was Burnt, B-E-R-N-D-T.
0: Please tell me they set somebody on fire. No,
1: no. in 2011, I, I noticed that these are all Southern people. These Texan twins were living with their 88 year old mother when she happened to slip and fall. Instead of getting her help, they left her lying where she fell until she finally died three days later. You want to know why? just the entire time.
0: They, ref- they she refused to get Life Alert
1: yep i've fallen and i can't get up that, she was a southern chick in that commercial That's right even after she was gone though they continued to live in the house with her corpse for three months they just walked over and around her body as it decomposed
0: Ew. yeah
1: they were later found guilty by reason of insanity and sentenced to a mental facility because they said you know because of the way you know hey
0: welcome to our house uh this is our brand new couch that we have that's fantastic oh you have a huge tv what's that over there that's mom step over her
1: (laughs) yeah they were only arrested because a neighbor had noticed that their mom hadn't been seen for a while otherwise nobody would have known if they lived in the backwoods somewhere,
0: I'm just thinking of the they decomp- could have kept her. I'm thinking of the decomposition in the middle of the floor. Yeah, they had to like she's like a puddle of nothing. Like the, she's all liquid.
1: I yeah, I was gonna say by that time she would have been liquid, but then I I always think you know I always think smell, but then nothing smells like dead body.
0: Nothing. Well, plus and when, as
1: soon as they die, it has that odor
0: and the defecation and urination. Oh yeah, they didn't they didn't put her in a body bag. They put her in a fucking shop vac. You just suck that suck shit that up. Shit right That's just up. disgusting. That
1: fucking wet drive act. Ew. So I Gross even managed soup. to find documented cases of one twin killing the other twin. For instance, in Maui, Hawaii in 2016, witnesses actually watched as a car careened over the side of a cliff. They reported seeing two women inside screaming at each other and pulling each other's hair. In the aftermath, Alexandria Duval was charged for the death of her twin sister, Anastasia. Not bad names. And prosecutors say she intentionally drove her car over the side of the cliff in an effort to kill her twin.
0: Oh, I've been there. Not with a twin, but with, you know, one your, of my brothers. Your brother? Yeah. I've, th- I've thought about that, too. Like, I will wreck this fucking brand new car. I'll kill us both. I, I don't care. I stopped in the
1: middle of I-84 and told my brother to get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> shit yeah my mom made me keep going though whatever in february 2017 in the small town of Cooley city washington know where that is i don't either
0: I, I i think i do actually i think that is
1: isn't that eastern
0: i think it's eastern towards like um euphrates <laughs> moses lake okay i know that is area that's at. i i th- i've been to moses think. lake actually let me i'm going to look that up I, th- I think it's either that or it's it's out by um
1: C-O-U-L-E-E.
0: It's out by Vantage, maybe, but...
1: Yeah, C-O-U-L-E-E. And that's when 17-year-old Sean Wachter, W-A-C-H-T-E-R, fatally stabbed his twin brother, Shane, to death. To this day, it's unclear what prompted that attack. Then, in April of 2017, police in Rice Creek, Georgia... You know where that's at? I do not. Oh, me neither. Responded to a call at the home of 31 year old Trenton Henry, they and you're gonna love his twin's name. They arrived to find he had been shot to death. The caller later, the killer later surrendered himself, and it was none other than Trenton Trenton's twin brother Brenton.
0: Fucking retarded ass names.
1: Poli- their parents hated them. Police are still trying to determine a motive for that shooting as well. However, until the case of Robert and Stephen Spahalski... see. Decent names. There had not been a documented case that rivaled theirs. This pair of identical twins committed murders separate from each other on separate occasions, actually years apart, yet it didn't stop there. They used similar murder weapons and killed their victims almost identically, the same way. Um, Now, the bulk of this episode does focus on the murder that were committed by Robert Spahalski. That being said, I believe it qualifies as a Twisted Tuesday episode because it's similar to the brain injury and the Weaver family that we featured in 2018. Yeah, I was right. 12. It's just
0: north of Euphrates and north of uh, Moses Lake. Oh, okay. So, so right there you there.
1: go. I believed you. I didn't need to see it. Like, I can see that far away with my reading glasses on.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Blind ass, now read.
1: Anyways. Um, anyways, check out. Check this out. We thought Curdy was awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, on Tuesday, November 8, 2005, in Rochester, New York, uh, officers at the police station were milling about, most likely trying to, because it was right before noon, uh, they were what they're going to have before lunch. Suddenly, there was a tall, rather gaunt, balding man standing at the reception desk. He simply stated, My name is Robert Bruce Bahalski, and I need to talk to a homicide detective. Now, we have seen occasions in the past where killer has simply turned themselves in. Patrick Kearney. Yeah, Kearney. However, this is not a common occurrence. The officer assigned to reception asked if Robert had an appointment, and he told them no. But his matter was urgent. She then asked him what was so urgent, and he displayed absolutely no emotion when he looked at her and said, I just murdered somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somewhat taken aback, she asked Robert who he had killed. He explained that he had just murdered a woman that he had been spending the past few days doing drugs with. Robert said that the woman's body was in one of the back rooms located in the basement at 202 Spencer Street. Uh, The officer took a look at her call log and noticed there had been no calls from that location reporting a homicide.
0: That's because she's dead.
1: Well, no calls reporting the homicide, not from the homicide victim. Although, if you or a loved one have died.
0: I, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, if you or a loved one has died from this hernia mesh, please
1: <laughs> call us. I know. Get right on that. Still, Robert's demeanor was somewhat odd, so she told him to wait at the counter, be- and she contacted Officer Lords Baez. Or Lord, L O U R D E S. That's Lords. Yeah. Baez. I know because Madonna's daughter's name that. When Baez arrived at the reception area, she asked, What's the problem? The reception officer relayed Robert's claim and she asked the man to provide her with more specific details. Robert explained to her that he and Vivian Irizarry had been at his place doing drugs for a couple of days and he'd killed her. He said the body was still there, but nobody else knew it had happened. That's why it hadn't been reported yet. Baez next asked Robert how and when he had killed Vivian. He explained that since he had been so high on crack, he really didn't remember everything. However, while his girlfriend was away at work, she came over because she wanted him to smoke some crack with her. According to Robert, she pulled out a knife so that she could open this bag of drugs and in his drugs up stupor, he thought she had turned into a demon. He said, I flipped out. It must have been a combination of a crack and some mental problems I have. <laughs> and I'll explain later, even though it's not my notes, what he meant by that. He claims that it's, that's when he grabbed a blunt object and struck her over the head with it three times. He said he then managed to compose himself somewhat when he realized Vivian had completely soiled herself and she was still breathing. He claims that he moved all of her clo- removed all of her clothes and washed her up and went- then said that her breathing was off, so he thought she was slowly dying and he didn't want her to suffer, and so he grabbed some twine and ended her misery when he choked her up. Okay. Yeah, legit. Okay. That checks. Yeah. Robert told... Oh, I'm sorry. That tracks. That tracks. <sighs> the fuck ever... Robert told Baez that he had never intended to kill Vivian. However, he was so high when he murdered her, it was almost as if it were a dream. Not long after that, his girlfriend came back over with some money, and he decided to buy some more crack cocaine. Oh,
0: okay. I'm a little confused. He killed his girlfriend? No.
1: She, his girlfriend had gone to work, and Vivian came over. You'll find out later that she was a I, I good thought, friend of both of theirs.
0: Uh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought he killed, no. Vi- and Vivian and him were like, fucking. No. And, okay. Yeah. While
1: it's his working. girlfriend was away at work, Vivian came over because she wanted to smoke crack. When the junkies away,
0: the junkies will play. <laughs> Shut
1: up. Uh, it cracks me up. Ba-ba-bum. So he bought more crack cocaine. He continued to smoke for a few more days, and then Robert says he then went back to his room which he had, re- which had remained cool at this time, and saw Vivian's body. That's when he decided he should turn himself into the authorities. Okay. Baez listened to Robert's story, then spent a- sent a squad car over to the address to see if his story checked out. If it did, the officer was to secure th- the officer she sent was to secure the scene until detectives could arrive. She then took Robert to a room and asked him to continue talking to her. That's when a guy by the name of Detective Glenn Weather took over whether and Robert had encounters in the past. And uh, so he thought it best if he were the one to handle the situation because he knew, you know,
0: whether or not anybody liked it or not.
1: Yeah, pretty much. He took Robert up to the fourth floor. So that saying he wanted to talk to him in his office. Robert, who was 50 years old, was calm and respectful the whole time. I, like I told you, I, I watched the documentary on it where somebody was interviewing him. And he was like, no, sir. You know, yes, sir. And it was like, he, he was so he fucking polite. Yeah, he knew he did wrong. Yeah, I well, respect I think that. he was raised right. Yeah. Um, Good
0: guy. Good guy.
1: Anyways, as they were riding the elevator to the fourth floor, he turned to Weather and said, thank you for not putting handcuffs on me. See, he's even thanking the guy.
0: What a great guy. You know, I know what? right? Is, 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 is he a Spolansky or whatever?
1: Spahalsky, yes.
0: Good guy. Dude, yeah. Robert, you're you're your polite guy. I like the polite killers.
1: Yeah. When the two of them arrived on the floor, they were joined by a couple of other detectives who introduced themselves to Robert. At that point, Robert told the detectives that they could search his home and agreed he didn't have to be present while they did so. Two detectives took him to a small interview room and... When they walked through the door he kind of panicked a little bit the only time he showed any sort of distress and he told them that he was very claustrophobic and asked can I go to another room you Fair enough. not take me to another room it was can I go to another take room me to your it was always I mean he was always polite about it the detectives wanted to keep him calm so they escorted him to um, a conference room instead robert sat at the end of the table, and each detective opted to sit in a chair on either side. They offered him some cigarettes before they read him the Miranda rights.
0: What year was this?
1: Um, I told you in the beginning... 2005.
0: You could still smoke inside in 2005?
1: I what the fuck? in Rochester you could have. I don't know. God damn. It wasn't... No, because you could still smoke... Well, in bars at the... At the bar, you could smoke up until like 2010, 2011, when that my son right. was about, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. Robert told them that he fully understood the rights they had just read to him, and he agreed not to invoke his Miranda and continued to talk to them. The entire time he was calm, respectful, alert, and lucid. Neither detective could find a reason to call Robert's competent, to, to question Robert's confidence to waive his own rights and. Oh, call his
0: competence. Re-
1: call, call. I was reading it all at once. Neither detective could find a reason to call Robert's competence to waiver his own rights into question. There we go. Okay. Too many <laughs> sounds. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> <laughs> Feeling cunty over there? Kinda. I hate that word.
1: <laughs> as soon as all of the legal formalities were taken care of, the detectives began asking their questions. Detective Weather was responsible for recording the interrogation, and Detective Benjamin was charged with asking the questions. Roderick told them he suffered from PTSD, but that wasn't everything. He then told the detectives that there were times when he heard Voices. Um, he actually called it disturbed paranoia or something like that, which is not even a medical term. Whatever he called, now I forgot it. I was gonna say I said it earlier and I forgot. But whatever the term was that he used, there is no medical term for that. He made it up.
0: Hold on, I need a bear for this one.
1: Ah. That's a monster.
0: It's a monster bird.
1: watermelon, right? Baby you are. I'm surprised no. you still have that whole case. You said you were have them done by Wednesday.
0: No, I'm, that's why I got to... Remind me, I got to hit the ATM machine for you this weekend. Because I owe you some shit. So.
1: I told you. Never mind. I'm <laughs> kidding. What the fuck <laughs> ever. <laughs> You know how mama wants to be paid. <laughs> mama wants to be paid in sugar. Dumb kidding.
0: I would pay your mom in that. Hell yeah. This mom. Oh, no. Not you. <laughs>
1: um, let's see here. Detective Benjamin and Weather thought they were taking a routine confession. They never bargained for the reality of the situation. The, root, quote, routine confession turned into a 14-hour interrogation ma- marathon that left people Speechless. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Now, Robert's statement regarding the death of Vivian only took about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because when that was finished, he listened as Detective's Weather read the confession out loud, and it was done that way because Robert couldn't read very well. So, when weather, so he needed somebody to read it to him. And when weather was finished, Robert agreed that the statement was accurate, and he even complimented both detectives for their help before he signed the confession.
0: Wouldn't I? Yeah, I love it when
1: they're polite. Like, seriously. Dude, he was straight up. I mean, it was, like, bizarre how polite he was. Well,
0: and here's my thing. You know, I make fun of um, serial killers when they don't have a high IQ. All the time. All the fucking time.
1: Let's not talk about fucking... um, James Monroe's little essay you God, wrote. no shit. Dissertation.
0: You, you, we can talk Monroe. We can talk about Shawcross.
1: Lucas and Toole.
0: Lucas and Toole, who all think that they're smart, but they all come across as you From the second they open their mouth, you go, oh, no, dude, Arrogant as fuck. You're arrogant and you're fucking stupid. You know, as opposed to this guy here, he knows his limitations. He's not saying I'm smarter than all of you people. And he's being polite. While well, he's confessing. I'm not going to even make fun of him Not being able to read really well and shit like that. You want to know why? And I don't know if this dude's alive, but if you are, dude, like for real, total respect.
1: Not that I knew he was alive, but.
0: Like total respect for you. Matter of fact, if he is, I'm going to write him a fucking letter because that's all. I I appreciate because when you listen to people like Shawcross and shit like that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's always the, you know, I'm better than you. I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm a a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) type of a thing. And then you get people like. Well,
1: and like uh, Brutos who wanted them to feel his excitement and be excited with him.
0: Right. You know, then you get this uh, Spolosky person.
1: Spohalski.
0: Spahalsky, can I won't be able to pronounce it. Or, you know, or the Kearneys and things like that, where, you know, hey, these are nice people. They did fucked up things. Oh, yeah. But they're nice people. Yeah. You know, so I respect that way more than these, you know, like. You know, the people out there who are just assholes.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, hang on. I'm trying to do so. I got caught up doing something because I thought you were going to talk longer. But then you always do that to me where you, I think you're going to speak longer and you don't. Hang yeah. on. My computer decided to do something stupid now. I could do what you
0: always do to me. I could just start typing a letter. and <laughs> I wasn't. T- I don't usually ignore type you. a letter. Then you'd be like, what do you think about that? It's coming
1: Huh? What oh? It's not that I'm typing a letter. I'm usually trying to find pictures and shit to go along with your people. So shut the fuck up.
0: I always find videos and everything.
1: You don't find me of your fucking. I don't Uh, need your porn. No porn. I know you were talking about porn. I meant of your criminals so that I can post them. Oh no, as detectives, it's
0: criminal some of the porn I watch though. Yeah,
1: (laughs) as detectives, it should be. As Detectives Weather and Benjamin were in the process of questioning Robert, a team of firefighters and police officers entered his home. It wasn't long before they found 54-year-old Vivian Irizarry's naked body exactly where he said it would be. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, They confirmed that she had indeed been both beaten and strangled. Um, When her body was located, her face had some blood on it, and there was a section of rope still around her neck. Uh, She was naked except for a single sock, which was on her left foot. And there were some bloody drag marks along the floor that led right to the body.
0: He's a tube sock killer. He had a sock.
1: He didn't say, they didn't say tube socks though. Any, any woman in her right mind would never fucking wear tube socks
0: unless she was a
1: construction worker
0: or a truck driver. That'd be fucking hot. With the stripes on top?
1: Dude, I used to, somebody had bought me some of those thigh-high, like, jersey socks, <laughs> sport socks, and, yeah, no. I mean, I still have them because they were orange, but I would never wear them. Or my <sighs> booty shorts.
0: I wear my booty shorts all the time.
1: That's because all your shorts look like booty shorts on your fat ass.
0: <laughs> ah! Oh, that's great. I you smell. know what?
1: At least I didn't say your ass looked like, could eat Tokyo, so fuck off.
0: Please, Mike can eat Texas. <laughs> Shit.
1: You're asked to eat China. Because
0: <laughs> it like the noodle.
1: Fuck you. Scar. Oh the I H you. Um, let's see. The good thing if you could call it that, was that despite the body being there for a few days, the temperatures were cool enough to hinder the decomp stages. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: And lot, a lot of smell and everything, nice and cold. Well
1: that and the fact that they, you know, she was in pretty good they could haul her up cool they didn't have to suck her up officers on the scene were led let into the residence by robert's landlord and the landlord told him his tenant was quiet owned a cat and lived with a woman by the name of christine gonzalez whom he claimed was his girlfriend
0: i'm surprised he didn't say my tenant is quiet this was his girlfriend has a cat and that cat's an asshole. <laughs> I know,
1: dude. I hate, I don't like cats. But I don't then like I'm cats. To them, and so. I've got one. And, well, I think they're arrogant.
0: Mine is. Yeah. It's fucking you dick.
1: fucking, they, house cats, you, you're, you have the house for them. It's their house. They're allowing you to stay. I tell everybody,
0: I work really hard so my cat can live a great fucking yeah, life.
1: My, my puppies on the other hand are thankful for everything I give them. Thankful.
0: That's true. Like, when ghost comes over here, he's like, oh, my God, I'm with my best friend. This is fantastic. Yeah. He's
1: going to scratch my ears. My cat. And he loves running in and out until he passes out on the floor.
0: Yeah. My cat jumps up on the bed, goes, okay, you need to wake up right now. I want to sleep. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's really cute. You need to fucking scratch me is what you need to do. No, I need to sleep so I can go to work in like an hour. Um, yeah, all I heard was blah, 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 blah. Fuck off, scratch me.
1: Yeah. When you went to go get your son from, you know, when he graduated and shit, I had to stop by for something and I opened the door and she literally looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? How (laughs) dare you? You didn't
0: have your people call my people and set you an appointment to arrive at (laughs) this time.
1: You did not call me. Um, yeah. (laughs) And then there's oftentimes she's sitting in my chair and gets mad at me when I tell her to get down.
0: She's been doing that to me. She sits in my chair and she, she understands things like a dog does, which is cool. and, so Jake saw this yesterday. I she just the... chooses to ignore you? Yeah. she look... Well, no, she looked right up at me. And I'm like, really? You're in my fucking chair? And she looked at me like this and went turned away like, I don't hear you.
1: Yeah, I had a dachshund that did that.
0: Yeah, it does the same thing to my son. And then I walk up to my chair. Okay, I yeah, get the fuck down. She's like, oh, fine. I'm going to get the fuck down. That's fine.
1: Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and she's <laughs> pissed at me. She's like, dude, yeah. it's my chair. That's my spot. <laughs> I think that's my yeah. chair. I had a dachshund that did that. He'd get mad at me. I swear to God, my dachshund used to call me a bitch all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sure he did because he would look at me, turn his back on me, and then give me that that side look. But anyways, um, whom he called his girlfriend. He said the couple had lived at the apartment for approximately four months, but uh, when they moved in, they said that they had been a couple for more than 10 years. Um the landlord stated I never even heard him say a curse word which as polite as he is I believe him. I mean he didn't say curse word that entire interview. According to him Vivian and Christine knew each other, his girlfriend, other knew each other and the deceased would visit the apartment frequently and he confirmed that Vivian had dropped was dropped off at the residence 4 days earlier on a Friday. Okay? Okay. So so Robert's story checks out. Um Down at the station, the detectives remembered, after he signed the confession, that there was a cold case from 1991 in which Robert had been, quote, deeply implicated, okay? Mm -hmm. Both detectives left Robert alone in the conference room for around 45 minutes. They wanted to grab the cold case files so they could discuss it with him. When they returned, they mentioned the murder of a guy by the name of Charles Grande in Webster, New York which had occurred in October 91, um, so over a decade later, um, before. Charles had been bludgeoned with a hammer. Around the time of the murder, Robert was pulled over by the authorities for a traffic infraction. When the officers approached him, Robert, Robert gave them Charles's license, and he was driving Charles's vehicle. Hmm. Later, when the police discovered Charles's naked body, they went and arrested Robert. They brought him down to the station, but they weren't able to find evidence that pointed to him as the murderer. They had to settle for charging him with criminal impersonation instead. Huh. At the trial on that charge, after listening to the police testimony, the jury decided Robert didn't resemble the description they had just given of the man driving Charles' car. So after coming to this conclusion, they acquitted him. Despite that, detectives on the case still had a gut feeling Robert was the one who killed Charles. As a matter of fact, a couple of months prior to when Robert turned himself in, detectives had decided to actually reopen that case and because they had discovered new evidence and were getting to ready, ready to present it to a grand jury. And the grand jury was scheduled to convene in a couple of days. And then Robert turned himself in. So, when Detectives Weather and Benjamin asked Robert about that murder, he confessed that he committed that one as well. He stated he had met Charles in the downtown area where um, Charles was a male prostitute turning tricks. Apparently, Charles had approached him and agreed to pay him $60 for sex before taking him back to his place. To Charles's place, Robert claimed that he and Char- Charles had had similar arrangements in the past. However, this time things went a little wonky sideways. Once the sex act was complete, Charles tried to pay Robert only forty dollars instead of sixty.
0: Man, being all cheap and uh, shit. I know
1: this made Robert mad, and during the argument, Charles punched him. Robert said he was a very strong, and he goes, he was very strong, and I felt it, kind of like. <laughs>
0: I bet you he you did.
1: Object- Chris Jericho punched you. That's when Robert... Someday
0: he probably will. He's going to hear all my Chris Jericho jokes. And, and make he's going to sock
1: it. you right in your... Th- thunder punch you in the throat.
0: Probably. I'll be like, yeah, that was worth I'd ask
1: it. Him, I'm going to make sure I have my camera ready. I'll be like,
0: I'm still going to make jokes about you, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. That's when Robert reached for the hammer laying nearby. He raised it up over his head and hit Charles and Charles down on his head with it approximately three to four times where there may- until... The man fell on the floor, dead. Um, Robert says he then <coughs> grabbed a blanket and covered Charles's body with it. Then that he made sure to remove the hammer and soiled bed sheets so there wouldn't be traces of his DNA. Uh, yeah, before he left Charles's place, he grabbed the man's watch, wallet, and an additional 500 cash that the guy had. As he walked out the door, he turned the heater all the way up, hence the hot sandwich.
0: Oh, gross! That's In awesome. In an effort
1: to hasten decomp, he was hoping this would throw off the time of death with the authorities. Robert decided he would late he would take Charles's car and he drove it around for a couple of days before he simply abandoned it. He told the detectives, "quote I felt terrible." He even said that every day since he actually said a prayer for the dead man. And Robert told them he hoped someday he would have the opportunity to face Charles's family and apologize to them for his actions.
0: What a nice guy, man. I know. Holy shit. I I got nothing bad to say about this guy. And when I was
1: watching this documentary, I don't have it in my notes, um, the reporter asked a psychiatrist if he were truly a sociopath, could he uh, feel remorse? And the doctor, the psychiatrist was saying he probably doesn't feel remorse all the time. But there's might be times when he's thinking about it and he feels sorry in that moment. Feels remorse in that moment.
0: I don't know. I can't buy that.
1: See, I didn't buy it either because,
0: I mean... I mean, I'm not a professional psychiatrist. I've just got the degree, you know. Um, yeah, you, but, it's
1: not. You, it was just a minor, too. So it's not like, yeah.
0: But I... And this is how I understand it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It's, it's an either or. If you're if you're sociopathic, one of the qualifiers is you don't feel things like remorse. Mm-hmm. So either you are sociopathic and don't you're feel remorse, it. or or you know it's either or. Because
1: even psychotic, I mean, psychopathic can't feel remorse. They have so, no. Yeah, well, my whole thing is. Uh,
0: Maybe he has sociopathic tendencies because of drug use, and that's yeah, that's different. Be drug because,
1: induced. Yeah, because your 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 personality's
0: different when you're high than oh, totally what it is when you're not.
1: Totally. I I was yeah. a mean vicious bitch when I was.
0: That's like, just that's just how I'm thinking about it. But like I said, I could be wrong. So if you're a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and you I was want to call say, were you, know,
1: you in the height of your meanness back when you were high? Maybe like your verbal abuse and shit.
0: I vaguely remember. It.
1: You don't remember shit. You don't remember that far back, huh? <laughs> yeah, far- I,
0: I was high all the fucking time. See, so. I was a
1: hustler and didn't want people to take advantage of me, so I had to fight.
0: I, I was high all the time, man. So, but uh, no, I, I, I was, I was a pretty vicious person until I was in my like late thirties, early forties.
1: That was just. Yeah, not very years long.
0: Ago. Yeah, I've been working the program for like eight, nine years now.
1: Wow. Yeah. Dude. Now I
0: try to be a better you're person.
1: Unless
0: it comes to you. Oh,
1: I was going to say, you are 40. I keep thinking of me. You are 48, so it would have been early 40s. You're Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. You called me 40 the other day. I almost thank you <laughs> because I'm 46. I'll be 47 next month.
0: I can't wait till your mom and I get to 69. And there they She's are again, it. my fucking neighbors. I swear to God, all their kids do is fucking scream and cry.
1: Well, you know. That's all
0: they ever fucking do.
1: probably abusing them. Again. I want to abuse them. <laughs> again. I'm the going to de-
0: fucking get that goddamn catapult and launch those little assholes for miles until they splat.
1: See, what did your ex-wife Maritza say when she was over here? Did she tell you to be nice to them?
0: No, she said, have them deported, dude.
1: She did not.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: again, the detectives recorded this confession and wrote out Robert wrote it out. Uh, this time, the statement was four whole pages. After they were done reading it out loud, Robert had them make two relatively minor changes before he signed it. Um. Afterward, Robert said, I knew that coming forward is the best thing to do. I settled on my past business today, and I want to put it all behind me. Then the two detectives offered him a cheeseburger, which he accepted. Ah, cool. I would, too. Like, seriously, dude. He wants a hamburger today and he'll pay him Tuesday.
0: (laughs) Like Wimpy from Popeye.
1: But no, uh, you know, he, yeah,
0: he did bad shit, but he doesn't sound like he's a bad person.
1: Yeah. Well, we all make bad choices. Uh, Detectives Weather and Benjamin felt that since Robert seemed to be in confession mode, they would address another cold case they had that. Possibly involved him. Oh, damn. Since he apparently had some things he needed to get off his chest, they figured he may have more. They once again left him to sit alone in the conference room, this time for approximately one hour. And that's when they returned to question Robert about a case that was even colder than the Charles Grande murder. This involved a woman by the name of Maureen Armstrong. On December 31st, 1990, investigator... Tony Campione responded to a call, he sounds totally like a mobster, he, he on does, Lake yeah. Avenue in Rochester. The report indicated the tenant of the apartment, a 24-year-old <laughs> woman, was found dead, and when he arrived, he saw that the woman had been tied up and strangled to death. The next day, investigators were just about ready to canvass the neighborhood to find potential witnesses when they came across Robert.
0: Still cost you more in Thailand to do that, by the way, in Bangkok. To tie
1: them up and strangle them to no. death?
0: So that way there, you get tied up and strangled a little bit? That's a little bit more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not I impossible.
0: But just a little bit more.
1: Whatever, dude. Then, um, He informed them that he lived nearby, just across the street, as a matter of fact, and he was wondering what was going on. They told him about Moraine's death, and he readily admitted that he knew her. Um, even though the investigators didn't have a legal reason to arrest him, they did have a rule of thumb. Apparently, all cops do. Anyone who injects themselves into an investigation automatically becomes a key person of interest.
0: Yeah, because that's typical of a lot of serial killers, yeah. actually. Is they.
1: Yeah, well, and they say that a lot of them will show up and stand the outside the, the police tape or to a funeral.
0: Yeah, and then they try to inject themselves as a, as a mm-hmm. witness of some sort or somebody who can kind of work with them like their buddy. Get oh, some yeah. information. Yeah, that's that's very typical. Very, very typical. Wow. You want to talk into your mic? Not into your puffer?
1: I was taking a puff so they didn't hear me suck on it this time. Because <laughs> you, you made a comment on one of the episodes. I hear you sucking over there.
0: That's just as if you do that with your clients, too. <laughs> Honey, i give it away for free. Oh, that's even worse. Detectives. I knew I smelled something on your no, breath.
1: No, because nobody likes a cheap whore. They'd rather see a slut than a whore.
0: Oh, my God. Here we go again with your profession.
1: Detectives Weather and Benjamin brought the case file into the conference room, opened it up, and mentioned Maureen Armstrong. Uh, Robert looked at them this time and asked, was that the woman on Emerson Street? And as we found out, that was like She was on Lake Avenue. Oh. Um, Let's see. That's. That wasn't the case they were referring to. However, they thought it prudent to just let him leave the conversation at that point. Yeah, yeah, Detective Weather said, no, but who are you referring to? He wondered if there might be a murder they were not aware of yet. Uh, Robert began to tell him about a case they probably would never have asked him about at that point. Because on July 21st, 1991, a woman was found dead in an apartment located on Emerson Street. There is no way then or now, that Robert could deny knowing the victim. As a matter of fact, he was her on-again, off-again boyfriend. <laughs>
0: That's your bad yeah. One, yeah,
1: The victim was 35-year-old Adrian Berger, or Berger, I think it's Berger. On the day of the incident, investigators on the scene tracked down Robert to ask him some questions, They asked him, and they asked him if he would come down to the public safety building to answer those. He agreed, and they drove him down there. After questioning him for some time, they couldn't legally find anything that connected him to that murder. So they drove him back home. Right. That same day, the detectives questioned a guy by the name of David Huslander, And David was a witness that saw a man leaving Berger, Berger's house on the night of the murder. And they showed him a six-pack photo lineup, which included a picture of Robert. And he didn't hesitate to point, that, point out his photo. However that wasn't enough probable cause to arrest Robert for the crime as a matter of fact and you know I agree with him because he was her boyfriend on again off again boyfriend he had
0: yeah perfect you're, you're going to be see him there. a few times
1: so. yeah so as a matter of fact when the body was discovered it was in such a state of advanced decomp for that reason the coroner wasn't even definitive couldn't even definitively state that she had been murdered mm. The death certificate listed undetermined as the cause, and that didn't stop her family from publicly declaring that her, quote, no good boyfriend had done her in.
0: No good sons of bitches.
1: Like he was mafia or something.
0: She had it coming to her. There they were, standing outside their single-wide trailer with the polyester curtains and the redwood deck. And he was like, hey, pay me a PBR. She's like, you can get it yourself. She had to die. I understand. I got your back there, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Break it, break it. Ten one more.
1: <laughs> I knew that was coming. I got a 187. No. As detectives Weather and Benjamin sat and listened, Robert readily admitted to a third murder. <laughs> he told them he and Adrian were having consensual sex, and he choked her to death.
0: I sex sometimes. Yeah,
1: Apparently, the two of them were going at it hot and heavy on the couch, and she was about to perform oral sex on him. That's when, according to Robert, all of a sudden, I snapped. I don't know why this happened. It's a mental problem I have. I started choking her. I put my hands around her neck and squeezed her tightly. Robert told the detectives that it took him nearly four to five minutes to murder Adrian. He said that as he was choking her, he saw that her eyes had what appeared to be yellow pinpricks. Well, patika. When he yeah. saw that, he knew she was dead.
0: I don't understand losing your shit during just before you're gonna get a blowjob. That's just that right there, just totally mystifies me, like for Although, real.
1: Although I have seen, I don't know some. Women like to be choked when they're given a blowjob. I don't know. Well, no, I'm, I'm okay. Right, losing, like, but like, I real. knew this. I saw this episode of Locked Up, Lock Up, where this guy literally choked his ex girlfriend to death as she was giving him a blowjob because he thought she was cheating on her, on him.
0: Oh, see, now that's fucking retarded to shit. Yeah. No, like I dated a chick, and this isn't even one of my jokes, boys and girls. Like we did kind of like power play, right? We would switch back and forth, and she loved being choked. Like, I like it too. Fucking okay. love it. I mean, like it.
1: not like a like choking, like not like a, not like erotic asphyxiation, but No, she liked that a lot. I, I like a little force.
0: Like a whole lot. It was interesting, and at first it was really bizarre. But then once you realize the chick is into it, like that's so fucking you not got it. a
1: belt and everything. Fuck yeah. I can't do that.
0: Yeah, and a collar and a couple See, of other be accoutrements.
1: I, I would be afraid. that would has to be a lot of trust there, a oh, lot, yeah. a lot, like oh, yeah. a lot, a lot. Uh, anyways, Robert said he then took Adrian's car in an effort to make it look like she wasn't home. That makes uh, sense, yeah, yeah, he remembered that her body had. He remembered that her body had decomposed so rapidly that he didn't want that to happen to Vivian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why he had come into the station to confess everything. Well, apparently he had taken a handful of pills first, hoping to kill himself. When that didn't work, he figured a better option would be to go to prison. Um, Again, the detectives read Robert the statement out loud, and again, he signed it. The, quote, routine confession began shortly before noon, and it was now 4.45 p.m. The detectives knew they had to bring the conversation back to Maureen Armstrong's case. However, this one wouldn't come out as easily as the other three, and there's a reason. Um, When Detectives Weather and Benjamin asked Robert about Moraine's murder, he adamantly insisted he had nothing to do with it. They couldn't understand why he so readily confessed to three murders but claimed nothing when it came to that one. Even when they told him they had witnesses that could positively place him at the scene of the crime. The two kept questioning Robert, and it took them a while, but they were able to figure out why he wasn't willing to confess. He thought that if someone killed more than three people, they were considered a serial killer.
0: Homie, it's after two now, but it was three then.
1: Robert didn't want that label put on his file. He said, quote, I don't want you to think that I went around killing people. That's when he was told he was sadly mistaken. By the confessions he had already given them, he was indeed a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Robert wasn't phased by what they said, he still refused to admit he was involved. I guess he thought they were lying. So Detectives Weather and Benjamin let him sit by himself in the conference room again. They were not only giving him time to sit and think, but they were also trying to come up with a better way to approach him. Since he didn't hadn't invoked his Miranda rights yet, it was still going in their favor.
0: Yeah, totally. Okay,
1: So they tried a different angle. Detectives Weather and Benjamin left him to sit alone until approximately 6.40 p.m., when they re-entered the room, Robert was quite sullen and not willing to cooperate. Um, they tried to appeal to him by telling him the families just wanted closure when that didn't work. They asked him if he'd be willing to uh, talk to other detectives. And he said that would be better. Maybe if he gave his confession to, to other detectives, it wouldn't count against him. I don't know, Eds, as, as, you know. I'm not going to make of fun of him.
0: The dude's polite as fuck.
1: Right. No, and not, I wasn't no. trying to make fun of him. I was just like, is that his line of thinking?
0: It could be, but it, even if it is, at least, you, dude, Robert's fucking polite as fuck, so I'm not even, even going to make fun of him. No.
1: I mean, like I said, the next pair of detectives, though, that came into the room was Detective Cassidy and Detective Dummick. They were the ones that had actually gone to his residence and discovered Vivian's body. They asked Robert to tell them what had happened to Vivian and he stated that he had been high and didn't remember a whole lot other than what he had already told him. Figuring that line of questioning wasn't going to work, they quickly changed the subject. Next, they showed Robert some pictures of Maureen and asked him if he recognized her. He said he didn't know who she was, but she did look somewhat familiar. Then he grew very nervous. Robert stood up from his chair and began to pace around. Rob, he took a couple of steps then suddenly turned back to the detectives and asked, is it all right for me to do this? Like, stand up and pace. Like, I mean, he's asking permission. Yeah. Yeah. So, after telling him he was fine, they handed him the medication he had asked them to get out of his apartment. Before putting each pill into his mouth, he actually told the detectives what each prescription was for. Yeah. You know,
0: that's that's still it's a very polite thing to do. Well,
1: and not just that. He's showing them that he's not trying to be nefarious and taking things that he's not supposed to. Yeah,
0: totally, man. Yeah, I I respect this dude so far.
1: Yeah. So after Robert took the medication, he told them there might be a 50 percent chance he was responsible for the murder. However, he would have a better chance of remembering if the detectives allowed him to have some time to meditate. Fair enough. Yeah. So they decided to they decided to indulge his request, and they left the room for about fifteen minutes. Uh, they returned after that, and Robert started talking again. He asked them if a clothing iron had, by chance, been associated with her death. They said yes, and he confessed to her murder. Okay, he said he choked Marissa. That's what he called her with the iron's cord. He told them, "quote She got stupid, and I choked her up." He's, like, talking like he's killing a prostitute. Like he's, well, he's killing one of his hookers. Hey, that he's a pimp.
0: You know what? She got stupid. He choked her out. I can't fault him. I've, I've wanted to do that to so many chicks I've yeah, dated. because
1: apparently they had been smoking crack together, too.
0: Huh. Do you see a commonality, a thread here?
1: Uh, yeah, kind of a little bit.
0: Yeah. That's why I think that he's not a true sociopath.
1: Yeah, Robert said he was the one that supplied the drugs. According to him, he and Moraine smoked some of the crack cocaine and then ga- engaged in sex. After the sex act was complete, she told Robert that he owed her money for the sex.
0: Oh, fucking yeah. crack whore, bitch.
1: The two argued, well, oh, no, because then she'd just want more crack if she was a crack whore.
0: Well, no, she's like, hey, you gave me some crack, and now you owe me money because I, I blew you. Oh, fuck that chick. She got crack. Fuck her.
1: <laughs> she got cracked. Uh, the two argued, and he snapped. As with the other three murders, he didn't intend to kill her. Quote, it just happened. Hey,
0: sometimes this shit happens, man. Well, if
1: he's high, I can see that.
0: He wasn't going to kill her, but then he got high. <laughs> he wasn't going to use an iron cord, but then he got high. I love that
1: song. But he then choked, I got high.
0: He choked her to the death, and I know why. I'm
1: surprised you know. Because, because he I got, got high.
0: Because he got high. Because he got high. That's
1: kind of a hip hop song. I'm surprised you know it.
0: That's a fucking popular. popular Although you popular
1: song. also know Gangster's Paradise, don't you? Or is that the our other friend? Maybe it's our other friend. No, no, I. Oh.
0: I know that one too, but only because I had to listen to it after listening to Weird Al Yankovic's uh, version of uh, Amish Paradise.
1: Oh, I've never heard that one.
0: That's fucking hilarious, man.
1: Yeah, in the space of less than one day, I'll be at 14 long hours. Four Rochester detectives were able to close out. Four murders, God damn. three of which had been cold for over 10 years. Robert was detained at the Monroe County Jail and held without bail. Once he was transported there, they subjected him to the intake process. They finger hit, fingerprinted him. You said fingered him. I, did. I got they, ahead of myself. They, they went in and they
0: fingered him and he said, hey. You have any crack back there? Because if you're going to do that, it requires some crack for my crack. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Double crack. They
1: fingerprinted him. Yeah, they fingered him. Photographed him, and confiscated his shoes so they could be processed for evidence. While he w- this was going on, the detectives were still busy working the case. They thought that since Robert had been living in the Rochester area for at least thirty years, he may be involved in more than four murders. They began to look into other cold cases to see if there was a way to draw a connection. Um, believe me, there were a lot of cases to go over. Just a year before Robert's first known murder, the authorities had arrested Arthur Shacross ah, and charged him for murdering 11 prostitutes in the area. He had already been convicted of those, but there were quite a few others that had gone unsolved. The authorities had linked about six of the unsolved cases to another suspect that up and died before they could file charges. Have
0: up and ever, died, huh? That's have, happened to me before. A,
1: that didn't make up the total by far. Um, it's not like Robert had been an upright citizen up until that point. He had been having issues with following the law since his teenage years. The crimes he had been charged with over the years included arson, burglary, and criminal trespass. Robert spent four brief sentences in prison beginning in 1973 when he was only 18.
0: Damn. Yeah,
1: so he hadn't committed any violent crimes. In his adult years, Robert operated his own male escort service and was well-known as a hustler. I'm going to start one. Yeah.
0: You saw my ass earlier.
1: Sexy. Dude, your son would get more money for you because he has those boyish good looks than you would get, you old-looking bastard.
0: You're a sexy bitch, Jake. I'm gonna pimp you out. (laughs)
1: He's got those boyish good looks, those little, you know.
0: No, I've I've told him this before. My my son is really good looking.
1: Yeah, very.
0: He's he's a very handsome kid. He's a really. He just
1: needs your confidence, and he'd be totally fine. That's why I keep
0: on telling him, man. If he had even a tenth of my confidence,
1: like even a fifth of it, yeah, yeah,
0: he would dominate like all the vagina in the world. What'd
1: you say, Jake? Yeah, a pit
0: that's more than a 10.
1: Oh, you're right. My bad. I apologize.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shut up. I apologize for having my fractions wrong, you're which f- I never was really good at.
0: You're a fake junkie, man. All of us junkies know that.
1: But 5% is less than 10%, and that's what I was thinking.
0: And an ant is less than a caterpillar. And a hand job is less than a, bl- than a blow job in Thailand. But so the so ant
1: had high fucking hopes.
0: Ain't you done yet?
1: (laughs) I'm finished with you. Um, Caterpillar on. uh, Considering everyone knew about his antisocial tendencies, being charged with multiple murders wasn't a stretch of their imagination. Um, Robert went to court for his arraignment early on the morning of November 8, 2005, with Judge Corretori presiding. On that day, he was charged for the murder of Charles Grande. Soon after that.
0: That's a big Charles, by the way. Yeah. A grande Charles. A uh,
1: grande. Uh, soon Do you after, want whip
0: or skim milk on that? Are if he's
1: related to and- Ariana?
0: Actually, I was just wondering if he was uh related to, like, Taco Grande or...
1: Nacho's Bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Nacho's Bell
1: <laughs> Grande.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get sued by the family now.
1: You are totally going to get sued by the family and Taco Bell. <laughs> Probably.
0: Um, Probably. Probably.
1: Soon after that, he was charged for the murder of Vivian, and since a confession is never enough to press charges as a suspect can always recant their statement, detectives had to corroborate the other two. Uh, Robert stood in front of the judge and said, I'm guilty. I just want to get this over with. In the past, he dealt with all the unpleasant issues in his life by forgetting or choosing not to remember the bad things he had done to others. However, this time, Robert truly believed that he had a fatal illness. An illness that made it necessary for him to get all of his affairs in order before he died. They never go into what that illness was, though.
0: It could be psychosomatic.
1: Yeah, could have been. You know, which- but he doesn't even explain, there's, I don't even hear him talk about it later, what he thought he had. He just thought he was really terminally ill.
0: It could be, man. You, you don't crack all the fucking time. Yeah. And People It's not life, like man. he
1: thought that his heart, his uh, aortic valve was taken and he had to drink blood. <laughs> Who was that? Robert Chase. That's right. Yeah, Robert Trenton Chase that thought his blood was turning to powder, so he had to drink yeah. blood to survive. Yeah,
0: you know, um, but you don't know what went through his head when he was high, you know, as you're coming down and stuff like that. Because, you know, when you're coming down, you feel like shit. And
1: hey, I haven't even been high before and I thought I had back cancer. So shut up.
0: So there you go, man. Bye in. Party on.
1: But I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my doctors about it until much later. I was like, so I don't have back cancer. And my doctor goes, um, no. Why do you think that? And I told him, he goes, because I read about somebody who had it in a book and <laughs> they described the same symptoms I was having. <laughs> and he goes, um, you need to stop reading. And I go, I, I think you're right.
0: You sure it wasn't crack cancer?
1: I did not have butt cancer.
0: That'd be a big cancer. Just asking. I see. And I hear the little fucking brats next door.
1: And I'm flipping you off. Yeah, yeah. She's telling you, no, no, no. And I'm flipping you off.
0: I'm looking at her. That's not same, same. (laughs) That's no, no. No,
1: no. Not same, same. Uh, Robert also was... Also still concerned about officially being labeled a serial killer, especially since he had a different motive for each of the four murders and he didn't use the same method to kill them. So he was like, I'm still not a serial killer.
0: Okay. No, I'm,
1: yeah, well, you whatever. are, but
0: that's okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: According to Robert, he killed one victim after having a dispute over money in exchange for sex. Another one was killed after an argument and robbery. The third was murdered because he snapped while they were having sex, and the fourth was murdered because he had a hallucination. As far as the methods Robert used, he murdered two by strangulation, one by blunt force trauma, and the fourth he murdered using blunt force and strangulation. There you go.
0: There's your your connecting modes of operandi.
1: Three victims were female and one was male. All the murders occurred with a, quote, cooling off period, separating them. Uh, There was even some confusion with the media in regards to whether or not Robert was, in fact, a serial killer. They were going by the state of New York's legal definition of a serial killer of three or more victims, a similar method, and crimes that occurred within a fairly tight time frame as opposed to stretch outs cooling off periods.
0: Then New York is wrong.
1: Well, apparently that was their law at that time.
0: Okay, hopefully they change it because that would make New York very, very wrong.
1: Very, very wrong. Because we've seen some of them not killed for decades afterwards. Yeah, exactly. The media also didn't think Robert's entire behavior fit what they had heard about serial killers. Robert didn't have a specific victim profile. He wasn't compulsive. He wasn't predatory. He was able to stop by turning himself in, and he was shown to be suffering from remorse.
0: Because he wasn't high. That's how he got the remorse.
1: And I don't believe he was predatory because he didn't have malice intent.
0: No, I don't. He he wasn't searching for victims. Yeah. Um, I think this is a case of he's still a serial killer no matter how you look at it. But
1: And his victim profile didn't match because he wasn't planning on killing them.
0: Because this is mostly drug related. Yeah. You know, I think that the that the central point of his killing is the drugs. Yeah, as far as his the, the reason why I don't think if he was doing drugs because I mean you think about it. if he started his own male escort service so he's hooking himself right.
1: Well, either that or he was in charges of a bunch of male escorts.
0: You don't have, probably don't have like a legit job, and there's probably drugs that are involved. Oh,
1: probably That's a lot.
0: pretty fucking common. Yeah. She's probably getting high then,
1: too. Probably a so, lot. And he said he uh, smokes crack cocaine, which is just crack to me is different than powder cocaine. It is. And just one step higher than heroin.
0: Yeah, because you have to, well, you have to fucking cook that shit down and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and cut
1: it with. Other products, nasty
0: stuff. Yeah, that's we call that poor people cocaine, is what the fuck that is. That's just just nasty, but um, sorry, as
1: opposed to crack, I mean, as opposed to crank and crystal meth,
0: that's nasty too. Yeah, that's fucking crystal meth is fucking bomb, but that's fucking crank was bad. That's fucking biker bullshit. Well, and crank
1: crystal meth was like pure ice crystals almost, where crank was um, like yellowish in color. Yeah, Yeah, it was disgusting. I've I've seen it, nasty taste too.
0: That's fucking, that's foul shit, man. That's fucking foul. But yeah, I, I think that the the catalyst for him killing is drug related. I don't think that, just from what I'm seeing now, I don't think he's a natural killer. And I know that's going to come at the end of this. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him as our typical serial killer.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing that either. And plus,
0: I still so appreciate that he's not a fucking belligerent
1: fucking well, asshole. Well, and you and I had an appreciation for Kearney because of... Exactly why the way he turned himself in, the way he was very cooperative, and the way he said um, that I'm not that serial killer,
0: and I appreciate him just because of the correspondence that oh yeah had that too.
1: But even before okay. you start corresponding with and, him,
0: and, and let me reiterate to our listeners: yes, I realize that Patrick did some horrible things, and he
1: has a pass,
0: but and he does have a pass. However. If you take that away, which I'm not saying that he needs to be exonerated for that.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: But the Patrick Kearney that I've seen so far. um,
1: But at what time do you quit continuing to judge him for what he did? You know what I mean? Because he's already been judged. He's already been sentenced. He's doing his time. He's paying his debt to society.
0: And he's not. What gets me with a lot of the serial killers that you and I deal with, including some of them that we write to, is even if they're not well known. Right. They've got this huge chip on their shoulder. Like, look at me and I'm badass, and blah, blah, well, blah.
1: Yeah. Blah. But we've kind of been able to turn one of those around no, a one, little bit.
0: One of them, a little bit. One of them started off that way.
1: Very much so.
0: And, uh, and, and turned around and it's like, okay, I kind of see why you were doing that because now we're on a friend level.
1: Well, and I think kinda, he was doing that because of self-preservation because of the way he had been approached in the past. Yeah. No, too. which, which
0: that part made sense. Yeah. But, uh, but with Patrick, it's just been fantastic. So yeah, that yeah that's from the
1: beginning, getting,
0: yeah right from the beginning. But yeah, with with uh, with Robert here, I don't, I don't fault him. I don't think that if he if he can keep himself clean, I don't think that he would ever kill again. I honestly don't. I don't either. I think with a lot of rehabilitation.
1: Yeah, he. I believe he is one of the few serial yeah. killers that can be rehabilitated. Oh, totally. Very few.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Where was I? Oh, so law enforcement actually had to make a statement to the public to address this issue. I'm having heartburn. Make no mistake, serial killers rarely fit into a nice, neat mold. There isn't always a precise recipe for a cookie-cutter case of a serial killer. Robert's case boiled down to technicalities. No matter what angle people looked at it from, Robert Bruce Bahalski was indeed a serial killer. However, and this is where I'm going to end part one, Robert wasn't the only killer in the family, but I'll get into that a little bit later.
0: Damn, I should have researched him and and featured him in A Family of Killers. I
1: only found him because I was watching a documentary series that talked about, you know, it's called The Evil Mind or Mind of Evil or something like that. And he was one of the cases featured.
0: Yeah, this makes me really want to hire researchers for us. Like, seriously,
1: because... Dude, no, you just don't even know. Missing out on so many of them. Came across a case that I'm going to look more into, um, and his mother was talking about because she's trying to help with his appeal and get information. She took two years of law school so that she could become a paralegal and oh. get access to that information without having to go through all the <laughs> no all the rigmarole right, channels right, right. and yeah. red tape. So I'm thinking about hey, we should put me through law school because I have the time to do it and get that get that door opened. I'm just saying
0: do that notary handle half of my fucking contracts Anywho, we're going to wrap up part one right yep I'm done all with part right.
1: one I will address the rest of this next time which really gets you know into some technical stuff so it's really cool
0: all right remember you can send us an email at brutal nation at com. check out the website at twistedbluellc.com click on that Amazon link god damn it and support us on Patreon we would really appreciate it like, actually totally. you know what what
1: ah never mind I'll, I'll wait
0: Okay. You sure? Yeah. Don't pee your pants over there. I'm not going to. You already said
1: most of that, so I'm just going to stop.
0: All right. Sure. Okay. Look for our blogs. It gives you all the information without all my bullshit, and some of you might appreciate it, some of you might not, because I'm fabulous. (laughs) In your mind. (laughs) We're on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and a lot of other further distributed places and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this show's copyright 2021 by Twisted Blue, LLC, all rights reserved. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.